Hello, everybody. It is, uh, is it Tuesday? It sure is. It is Tuesday. And, uh, here we go, continuing the podcast, the mini podcast today. Since, uh, so many people are sending me a message saying, hey, man, love having you in my ears every day. Appreciate you getting me down the road. Well, by God, we're going to keep doing that. Uh, today, man, woof. Uh, couple things to talk about. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way. There's a couple, um, god dang, sucks to even bring us up, but hey, whatever, we're going to talk about it. There was a couple uh, celebrities this week um, passed away um, via uh, alleged suicide. We've got Miss America and now this, uh, this fella that was on The Walking Dead. I'm only saying them by their title instead of their name just because at this moment it eludes me and i'm sorry if that seems disrespectful um i'm not trying to be i'm only bringing that up to get to my larger point which is and i said this in a video but with the way twitter's algorithm is and everything i don't know if the you know those videos get buried sometimes so i'll say kind of what i said in the video here which is that when there is a celebrity Obviously, it's still very sad, but it's, to me, the the silver lining of it is it's a good time to point out this, and that is, it's so clear that mental illness does not discriminate, nor does it care about your race, creed, religion, color, your political affiliations, your net worth, your upbringing, who your best friend is, what your job is, none of that stuff. It don't care. It doesn't care even a little bit. And uh, so, you know, just a further lesson to learn that we need to know that uh, no matter who the person is, you don't know what they're going through. And, uh, and maybe we should treat people with more compassion. I myself... I'm guilty just because I suffer from mental illness myself does not exclude me from what I'm saying. Matter of fact, I think sometimes I can be more guilty than anybody. And maybe in my brain, I'm always like, oh, I suffer from mental illness, so I don't have to play by the same rules. Everybody's got to cater to me. Not true. Of Heck, you know, I think I should probably look at the other way. But, dude, you know exactly how it is have more empathy for the love of God, but it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, I know that yesterday's podcast was about this also, but I think that, um, I didn't realize when I was a kid and in my teenage years, well, heck, first off, we didn't even know what depression was back then. (laughs) It wasn't real. What are you talking about? Um, but like, even when I started to understand that like anxiety and stuff like that was something that I was actually dealing with. I didn't realize how much a thing like this could subconsciously be a trigger. Like, uh, for example, I don't know if I talked about this or not, but uh, a couple months ago, unless my timing's way off, and it could be, heck, y'all know, man, like, these past couple years, whoo, what is time anymore? <laughs> like, what even is it? I mean, it's definitely a flat circle, you know, bare minimum. Like, it's just all spatial and not real and in one continuous loop and just, uh, 
I mean, man, I know that's the thing about getting older is that the years seem to fly by, but we've been in like some sort of wild space vacuum for the past three years. But so I don't remember how long ago it was, but it was the um, anniversary of Robin Williams passing. And uh, it had just occurred to me like two days later, I was like really spiraling. And like this was at a time where like I had been really, 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 really good for a long time. You know, it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, I got this lick. Like I don't even suffer from depression anymore. I figured it out. I don't suffer from anxiety anymore. I figured it out as long as I continue to do. I almost got a panic attack just thinking about it. <laughs> but I'm just like, if I, as long as I continue to do exactly what I'm doing, I mean, I got it licked. And a couple of days later, I started spiraling. And uh, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, what happened? I'm doing everything right. And I was talking to somebody, and it got brought up. They were like, what about Robin Williams' death? Do you think, like, the anniversary of his death? And I was like, um... I don't know, like, if that would have done it. I said, obviously, that was one of the celebrity deaths that affected me more than anything, but I don't want to, I don't think that's the case. And then it started to hit me. I was like, oh, it wasn't just that it was his death. What it was, was seeing all the discourse around it again. And I remember when Robin Williams passed away. I mean, dude, obviously, that's a dark, that was a dark time for our country. You can, you can be one of them people that's like, oh, well, we don't know them, so what does it matter? You know, but I don't, I don't know, man. Like, when someone's in your living room like that your whole life, you know, on the TV and was so vibrant and full of love as he seemed to be, like, I don't know, man. How the hell didn't we know him? <laughs> you know what I mean? How is that not a, a tragic loss? Um, but it wasn't as much his loss, which did affect me much, but it was the discourse around it and seeing all the people that once once it was brought out that he killed himself, I I just saw so much ignorance. So many people like, oh, what a coward. What a loser. You know, I can't believe that he did this to his family and blah, 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 blah. And then, it, then, of course, it comes out later that like, hey, he had Louis body dementia or whatever. And like, he wasn't even like probably in control of his faculties. So egg on your face, assholes. But even if that wasn't the case, I just saw all that. And I just saw you know how people clearly felt like not all people obviously but like how a, at least the vocal majority on the the facebooks that i was on at the time which i'm not on anymore thank you very much but that was just so rough to see you know as someone who suffers from mental illness all this like get over it suck it up bs i was like oh this is how you feel about me now at the time I was not very open about depression and anxiety. I think that anybody close to me with half a brain was like, yeah, I think this dude's got, I think this old boy's got some demons. <laughs> but I wasn't as open about it. But I wanted so badly to like click on the comments of some of those people that I knew and been like, hey man, um, I got this stuff going on. And so like, I know that Robin Williams is some, Robin Williams will never see this comment. You have no idea how many people in your purview are seeing it that suffer from this. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. But maybe there's somebody that's, you know, maybe doesn't have as strong of a constitution and fortitude as I do. I don't know. Which there ain't no shame in that. But, you know, now I said all that to say this. I got to, like, I got to look at, look at myself in the mirror on that one, too. Because, like, you know, 
I stay shitting on folks. <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, man, it's cliche, but, there, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, we don't have a gun problem in this country. We have a mental health problem. Well, I'm here to tell you, um, it can be both. <laughs> and it very much is both. But, yeah, there's uh, probably been a lot of people that uh, has said something I disagree with, you know, and I went off the rails and uh, had no idea that, like, maybe that belief they had was deeply rooted in some mental problems or they were just weren't in control of their faculties at the moment and they slipped up or they just were having a good day, you know, like, I don't know, man. I'm probably full of shit on this one, too. Some people definitely deserve to be screamed at. Like, if you're actually in a position of power, you know, you're off, you're off limits. We, <laughs> we, uh, we got to have everybody on their P's and Q's in Congress and Senate, and we clearly don't. But, uh, anyways, I'm sorry. As the, as the preacher used to say, that just got light on my heart, y'all. Just got light on my heart earlier today, and I wanted to speak my piece. Um, Cause yeah, man, I, you know, it's uh, it's rough. Cause uh, when you're open about mental illness and you have some sort of a platform, as I do, uh, you know, it means a lot to some people, and it's cathartic for me too. But it also opens me up to a whole lot of stuff that kind of sucks. Um, you know, like uh, I'll get messages from time to time. Just you know, I don't understand why you don't suck it up. Oh, you cry, baby. All this is for attention. I'm like, no, my stand-up is for attention. <laughs> Trust me, I am an attention whore. I promise you that. It ain't no doubt about that. But uh, that ain't what this is. But, hey, not all bad of a weekend. I don't know if you're a sports fan. But if you are a sports fan, or a football fan in particular, you were treated this weekend to some of the finest play I have ever seen in my uh, getting close to 30 years watching football. Um, I mean, granted, when I was four and five years old, I didn't understand exactly what was going on, but I kind of did. Hell, I played flag football at that age. But this weekend was absolute, complete barn burners. I mean, from top to bottom, absolute lunacy. Some of the best games I've ever seen. Heck, the dadgum... Rams 49ers game, if you had just like, if that game hadn't happened this weekend, if it had happened like four or five weeks ago, everybody would be like, yeah, solid game. But because it happened this weekend, it was like, ah, slop fest, whatever. Garoppolo's boring. He kind of is. But super happy for my boy and my favorite Georgia Bulldog of all time, Matthew Stafford, to finally get out of his situation in Detroit, go to L.A., and let the entire world know it was not my fault in Detroit, by God. Skew! That's my dog. I love that SOB. This is truly going to be the first Super Bowl where no matter the outcome, I will be tickled pink. There have been plenty of Super Bowls where I didn't have a dog in the hunt, but that I definitely had a side that I favored more than the other. And maybe I'm, uh, I'm sort of underestimating how much I'm going to want my man Matthew Stafford to win a Super Bowl in a couple Sundays, and I do want that for him. But I got to tell you, my man Joe Burrow just absolutely gives me life. This dude is awesome. He is a baller by all accounts. He is a 
tremendous young man. I don't know if y'all follow sports, but if you don't, a couple things you'd like about this guy still. When he won the Heisman Trophy, my man dedicated his Heisman Trophy to the trailer park he grew up in in Ohio. Skew, man of the people. That's my dog, Joey B. Whew, sorry, y'all, I'm walking hills. <laughs> I know you're like, damn, we can tell you outside, you son of a bitch. We just heard a train whistle. But, I mean, it's, I'm excited about the game. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, high scoring, I believe, going to be a shootout. I'm probably going to bet some money on it. And here's the deal. We're up. We're up 150 on the year, baby, on my DraftKings. So, I'm playing with house money. As long as I don't bet any more than 150, there's no way that on the year I can be in the negative. We will only break even. So, Pumped up about that game and more football news. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Brady, retired today um, after speculation that he was going to, and he denied it. Like, no, 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 don't worry. I, I don't know. I hadn't made my decision yet. Well, two days later, he just makes his dad look like a liar, <laughs> uh, which was great. Uh, but, what I mean, you talk about the end of an era, folks, the absolute end of an era. Say what you will about the guy. Feel however you feel about him. I mean, to me – Undisputed GOAT, undisputed champion, just absolute undisputed winner. Man, it was fun to watch play. I have been, I mean, God dang, I was uh, I was 12 years old when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. That is bananas. God, I love this sport so much. The NFL is a sport where if you're a liberal or progressive or Democrat or whatever the hell – Whatever the hell you are, if you fall into one of them camps, God dang, son, you really just got to be like, huh, I like football. I don't know what to tell you. I guess I'm going to have to ignore this shit because it's a, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I almost feel like I'll get canceled for even being like, oh, congrats to Tom Brady on what a wonderful career. <laughs> uh, but he had one. It was good. I love this sport. Can't wait to watch some football on a couple Sundays with some friends and unwind. Take your mind off some stuff. That's one thing sports are good for. For sure. And my God, our minds sometimes need to be on other things with the way the world is right now. I hope everybody out there is safe. If this is finding your ears today, I hope it's finding them well. Um, if you are not subscribed to the Substack for the $5 tier, I would like to, for you to consider it at least. If you can't afford it, I totally get it. And remember, I will comp you. Just go to buttercreamcory at gmail.com, send me an email, and I will comp you. No questions asked. I don't care what it is. If you're like, Corey, I'm out of work. Corey, I'm on strike. Corey, I just had a fifth youngin, and I just ain't got it in me, baby. I got you. Uh, I'm doing some cool things over there that I'm really proud of, and uh, I'd like to do more. And, uh, you know, just laying it out there, the more subscribers I have that pay the $5 a month, the more time I'll be able to take to do things. And that would be cool for me. But, hey, if not, it's all right. I'm just glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening to this for free. I'm glad to be a part of your life. I'm glad that you're uh, 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 listening to the daily rambles of a lunatic. And I'm glad that you're listening to my stories and reading my stories. Today, this week in Southern history, was about the Greensboro Four, who staged uh, one of the first sit-ins of the Civil Rights Movement on February 1st, 1960, at a Woolsworth in, you guessed it, Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, the print is available right now for everybody. It was up early for uh, paid subscribers. 
and tomorrow the audio will be out early for paid subscribers it was very very fun to write um i th i knew i know i had heard about it just because the lunch table um part of the lunch counter from woolsworth the woolsworth was at i think it was in the smithsonian at one point i saw it but i didn't i didn't necessarily know its complete significance I'm so happy to get back to this week in Southern history this week now that I'm not sick and I uh, have some time at home. So, again, I appreciate y'all. Be well. Stay safe. And, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, we may be getting back to normal soon, he says, literally just wishing with no evidence or science to back it up. Who knows? I don't know. It just feels good outside. It's 60 degrees in February. Oh, what a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> but I love y'all. Um, be safe and remember if you uh, if you are feeling the big sad come upon you bare minimum call the suicide hotline talk to somebody reach out you matter and as the cliche goes that is a temporary uh, that's a permanent solution to a temporary problem I truly believe that and uh, love y'all see ya bye